Welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is Sharon Smith, and this is Real Poetry. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here once again with my two popcorn snazzers, Auntie Vice and Marvin. Say what, what up? up? And Happy today, holidays, oh, and today we have a special guest coming from his own podcast, Jesse. What up, Jess? Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Yes. Excited to have you. The podcaster and comedian extraordinaire. I'm excited to be on a podcast that I don't have to edit, uh, you know, put out. You know, I'm just like, I just get to talk. Yep. Yeah, let's. <laughs> That's good because Sharon does all the editing. And every time I'm like with them on TV, loves to get me super high and drunk and crossfaded because she knows like my ADD will like run wild. And I just like cause all kinds of commotion no. can't be near the mic. And then it forces Sharon to like spend like extra time editing <laughs> shit out. <laughs> I get that. Literally. I get that. All right. And today we're going to do Rankin and Bass production part two. We're doing two more movies of Rankin and Bass. This one, other classics. This one here, we're going to do The Little Drummer Boy and Frosty the Snowman. I'll actually, and we're going to do Frosty first, but let's get into it. Now, Frosty the Snowman was, is an American animated um, Christmas TV special that was produced by Rankin and Bass. It first was, um, it first aired on December 7th, <laughs> 1969. In the United States, and from there on, it became a holiday classic. This one here has the cast of what's his name? Oh, Jimmy Durante. Okay. As the the narrator is um, Jimmy Durante. Um, Jackie um, Vernon is Frosty. June Fer um, June Ferre is Karen. Greg Thomas is Karen's friend. Um, Billy Day Wolf is Professor Hinkle. And from there, we got also the cop who was played by two people, uh, played by the same person, Paul Freese, who played the cop, the ticket man, and also um, Santa Claus. But the three comedians on here was um, Jackie Vernon, Jimmy Durant, um, Durante, and um, Billy Day Wolf. Those are actually comedians. Go figure. I was about to ask, like, there was actual comedians in this yes mm -hmm. oh jimmy durante is very famous yes very, he was this was at the pinnacle of his career too oh. yeah yeah mm -hmm. so well damn <laughs> so once again this thing is written by um romeo um willard uh directed by arthur rankin jr and jules um bass it has a bunch of voices in it but the real thing that is very known as we've seen in other two last ones is the narrator. This one now is Jimmy Durante. But with that in mind, the story of the story of Frosty Snowman. If you have heard the song, we played the song. Frosty basically comes a basically is a snowman that comes to life from a bunch of kids by putting on a magic hat, and from that he has a adventure of marching down the street and. Basically embellishes everything else going on until the fact he starts to notice that he has to get 
to the North Pole because he's going to melt. So on the on the way to the North Pole, he basically is going to wait to get Santa Claus, which Santa Claus comes later, but he has to get through the fact of this wannabe music, magician named Professor Hinkle, who's been trying to get back his hat from Hosty. And that's the plot. Thoughts? Marvin? This was some basic white shit. <laughs> that's really all I have to say. I mean, this didn't creep me the fuck out like Rudolph and uh, Santa's coming to town. But at the same time, like, this was some basic ass shit. Like, I mean, I like the song, but that was really it. Like, that was it. It was just like another misadventure of like some talking snowman. Some weird ass magician wanted to ruin the fun for all the kids because boo adulthood. And that was it. Like, I will say this the one time Santa's character didn't come off creepy, it was in this movie. I was, and as a Buddhist, I'm also extra happy that they didn't make mention of any kind of Jesus shit, like for once. <laughs> True. It, 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 oh, oh, sorry. it just wears me out. Like, that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm kind of like this one was whatever. I can I I can live with this. I can live with this. Okay. Jesse, how'd you feel about this movie? Man, I had not seen this probably since like grade school, you know. And uh so at first I was like, well, maybe this wasn't made in America. Like maybe they made this like in Germany and like is like really good dubbing. But I was like, all right, so this is American made 1969 where there was obviously no people of color anywhere, <laughs> no characters. And uh, like at first I was like, is it possible that the kids are hallucinating? You know? Like, because like nobody would believe them. They're like, the, the snowman came to life. And I was like, okay, they were on the forest eating some mushrooms. And then I didn't know that like Frosty jumped on, like stole away on a train, like, like Pony Boy and Johnny, like trying to get out of town. And then, um, what else? Oh, 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 the little girl, <laughs> the scene where they like pan in and the little girl is crying and Frosty is just a puddle of water. Spoiler, oh, yeah. Frosty is just a puddle of water. The little girl's name is Karen. Yes. This is Karen. This is where it all came from. This is where this it all started. Karen. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, you know, little white kids, no fear of police. Um, you know, Karen uh, fucking up shit left and right. Yeah, Karen was just like my way. Like I just want like take care of me. You know, if Karen would have stayed the fuck off the train, Frosty would have been fine. You know what I gotta say too? If you just change Frosty to like just some fat dude, and Karen ran away with like this fat dude, this is some white shit. Like where you don't even like worry about stranger danger. Like it's just like the white snow. Like she's fat white dude. This fat white dude, and like Karen runs off with it. It can't. It couldn't be the fat white dude. (laughs) Also, I feel like uh, in in twenty twenty one. Frosty would be canceled. I mean, he would not be. He would not have a corn cob pipe for one, and his his eyes would not be made of coal. They'd be like LED lights. You know. <laughs> I don't feel like it would get can like this one. I feel like would be far from canceled, but I definitely feel like they would like try to like make it like too modern. Well, they would try see, to like, I, make it yeah, too I modern. See this, yeah. 
like half a step away um, from a Seth Rogen spinoff, like with him <laughs> voicing Frosty. Oh my god! Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, this they're making I, they make them making it an hour longer than it needs to be, where like Frosty <laughs> is in the snow going, but I just want to melt because he's having like a a quarter day crisis because he's only <laughs> he's been surviving for a quarter of a day and he's like he'd be smoking a joint straight out of the- <laughs> yes. yeah. I, mean, this- I, I think he's like I, I can't I, even get high. I absolutely want to give this project to Seth Rogen, but I want wow. it to be like high school kids who are hallucinating and the. <laughs> Comes to oh, you know they begin. He, he melts in a grow house. So, oh, you know me. You you want like a pineapple express frosty the snowman moment? Yeah. <laughs> well, see now I'm just hearing it's going to be Seth Rogen and then the kids from Stranger Things because like if you're going to make kids trip out on LSD, okay. you know they're going to have to include the kids from Stranger Things because like okay. it's the girl who plays L, the girl who plays Max, who are now getting casted in everything. The kid who plays Mike who gets casted in everything. You know the three of them are going to be in this movie. Wow. Are they going to be twirling around doing frosty dances around the snowman while he marches in place? Oh no, they're going to be they're going to be like cowering in fear while a Seth Rogen voiced snowman is going to be like chasing them at, around or chasing them around. Michael Sarah's the bumbling magician, you know. <laughs> oh damn, that's messed up. Nah, he'd be more the rabbit. He would be the rabbit. He'd he would be, be, the, be hocus, oh, yeah. hocus. Yeah, he'd be hocus. <laughs> Auntie Wise, what do you think about this? Well, it wasn't as traumatic as the other three that we've watched by the same directors. Like the racism was more subtle in this one. Yeah. Right? It wasn't grotesquely over the top racist or or in your face, you know, trying to integrate Christian themes. Um it was shorter, which was a good thing. Uh, this was only a half an hour instead of an hour like the other ones. The Karen thing freaking cracked me up. Because uh, it was, it was, it was. Karen, Karen went around fucking up stuff. It's, it's the same way they do Karen. I found out in um, Roadblocks, you can get a Karen skin in the the Roadblocks game. You can get a Karen skin, and as the Karen goes around and just fucks up stuff for other people in the game, it's totally that. I absolutely love that. That's awesome. <laughs> right, and so this little Karen goes around fucking up shit, and Frosty confused the shit out of me. Right. So he comes to life and he immediately understands the concepts of a birthday. Right. And and complex, yeah. you know, concepts of holiday and completely fluent in English. But then he doesn't know what a lamppost is like. There are gaps here. Oh, yeah. No, the gaps of logic within this movie is really bad. Right. Um, like he understands that. He's going to melt soon, but then he go. He tells himself that he goes. He has to see Santa and go to the North Pole. How? <laughs> <laughs> right. He completely understands that, but not that you have to stop when crossing a street. Like, like, do we do do we not understand that there's like a lot of miles we need to cross <laughs> and potentially overseas to get? Well, yeah, exactly. And then things like he understands money. Because they go to buy the tickets and there's. I thought it was Karen trying to. He was like, we want one ticket to the North Pole. He's all bumping. He's like, that'd be $3,000. We don't have no money. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, we don't have no money. He's like, oh. Also, $3,000. $3,000. Inflation hit the 60s hard. I think he there for less now. Right? Well, but that was by train. 
And they had okay. to change over in Saskatchewan or something. Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> what happened there, Nixon? What happened? I I also like how like this is like 1969 America, so the the villain is still like Germans, mm-hmm. you know, like. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah we mentioned yeah. that in a previous episode too. With uh, yeah, Santa still, comes to town, to Germany. Yeah. Well, and what is it with the extended justification that because the magician threw his hat away, it was completely okay for the rabbit then to take the hat back to the kids? Like there is this long explanation of the morality of that rabbit taking the hat to the kids rather than giving it back to the magician. Like they spent more time on explaining that concept than anything else in the film. Yeah, actually, yeah. I did. and it was like, okay, that feels a little weird and misplaced in the middle of all this. Like, what are you going to do? Have a family conversation about morals and theft right around Christmas? Like, yeah, I was also like, what? How? The, it's not their hat, dude. It's not. It's right. not your hat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, Timmy, be good for Christmas. Otherwise, Santa is going to give you. Nothing but coal. But at the same time, if you find a magic hat, put it on the snowman. Let's ruin your childhood, no matter what. But that's exactly what Christmas is. We we're just gonna lie. But he was. Yeah. I mean, he was you shouldn't lie, people. but we're gonna teach you to lie. <laughs> and, and what teacher do you know who basically brings in a a professor who, who does the worst magic of all? But yeah, he's gonna go. I'm gonna entertain some children. They're just looking at him like this, like. Yeah, that was that was supposed to be their holiday party. Like the only holiday parties I had in grade school, your parents had to send you to school with cupcakes or cookies yes. or shit, and you like sat around and got to chill. Like they never brought in yeah. entertainers. That would have been like an entire auditorium of kids, not your third grade class. Oh, like yeah, entirely. one class, right? The, yeah. There was an education budget, you know. There was like. <laughs> And let's, and let's march around. Let's march downtown and do a little do a little marching parade with a band next over going, yeah, we'll play it for you. Come on, keep going. Frosty the Snowman. And only one song. Like, that's the only song in this world is Frosty the Snowman. I would also like to say underage children who are like in grade school skipping school unattended. Yo, 1960s America, you're fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> uh, see, I was thinking those are all the latchkey kids. Because after school let out for me, I mean, yeah. Like, by the age of 10, you had your own key and you went home. That's why I know how to do shit. I was, yeah. like, I was more surprised the- Karen didn't. Karen said she got on the train and said, my mom won't mind. Your right? mom. <laughs> Just got to be back for supper. Man, That's way to ruin everything, Karen. <laughs> way to ruin everything. We're going to the North Pole. I'll be, I'll be fine. <laughs> Just no con- no concept of timing. It's just like or space. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that the 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 animals knew how to make a fire. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and then they slipped in the whole, but they did it away from the forest, yes. like to, yeah, have some fire to not burn. I, I would like to add into this point. Just about how everything <laughs> is wet from the snow. How. They know to get they know to get everything together, put it all there, and just whack up a fire and, and leave it there for her while Frosty was far away because <laughs> they didn't want to be close to getting melted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because fires are, because that fire is her biggest concern right there at this point, aside from yeah. staying dry and getting food. And what's up with the animals knowing that? What about Christmas? They're like, we're waiting for we're waiting for a Santa to get here. What? What? The animals know Christmas. They got they got bulbs and wreaths and stuff. I'm like, okay, that made no sense. <laughs> Even the fact that Frosty went to a nursery and knew it was warm, but yet 
You would thought he would have stood outside and just the waited. The door just closed. It didn't get locked. No, no it didn't. It, 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 oh, the Hinkle, he went back and just slammed it. Yeah, but it didn't lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they that could... was some, that was some evil shit when he, he like slams the door. He's like, I'll just wait for you to die. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. That little girl had to watch. She's traumatized, dude. Like, I feel sorry for her next 10 boyfriends. Like, oh, yeah, she's totally learning about death pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. She totally learned about death in te- at 10. Yeah. Can we also point out the fact that uh, these kids made a really good Frost or Snowman, given the fact that they gave Frost Come on, come on. Did that. Like, it's already hard enough to make, like, I'm pretty sure it's pretty hard enough to make a Snowman on its own. (laughs) Well, and how many places do you find pipes laying around at school? Because they made them at school (laughs) and they got the corncob pipe. (laughs) <laughs> right like i mean if that had been a school in my neighborhood it would have been like a hypodermic needle. honestly <laughs> at this, mine at it would have been a bong right yeah at this but, point based on what i'm hearing about 1960s nixon era presidency in america it doesn't surprise me if they found like a corncob pipe among <laughs> other things it was just that white but then it would have to be in the south it wasn't in the so, south this is like this looked like it was like the main or something I want to say it was like Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that shit looked like it was in the east. And that it was all like colonials, it was yeah. Yeah, yeah that shit looked like it was in the east coast for sure. Yeah. Even even the even the Irish police officer. Oh, that's yeah, right. They oh my god, yeah, they got even Irish cop. Like yeah. I said, subtle racism. It was just an Irish <laughs> cop and not as bad as the other three. <laughs> not bad. Uh, <laughs> Karen did go through a lot of trauma. She froze. She almost froze to death. She basically saw Frosty melt, and then they left her ass on the top of a roof. Right. Santa <laughs> drops her off on a roof, and it's like, how the fuck you getting inside? Yeah. <laughs> you can't even help her get yeah. down. Like. Yeah, Karen, Karen has some explaining to do. When she got. <laughs> you know, it's not a normal white Christmas without a little bit of a trauma, traumatization going on. You know. I mean, we've all seen Home Alone. Yeah, you just... I, I, think, I think like like Frosty Part Two, uh, like like cold opens, kind of like Terminator Two with like Karen in the in the in the in the asylum, you know, like oh no, here she goes again about the snowman. <laughs> so Karen, we got to shock you. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, one one extra tone of this, there was an actual sequel to this movie. To the... Oh, there was. Yes, what? Where was called... um, where Frosty goes. Hmm. Post psycho becomes a little cannibalistic, starts eating all the children. That would have been interesting, <laughs> but no, I'd pay to see that. <laughs> but no, it was um, it was called Frosty's Winter Wonderland, where basically Frosty comes back, and this time they make a mate for Frosty. So it's Frosty and the Hoe Man. The basically, man. gets a woman and also has to face off Jack Frost. That's how, the you, how do you explain what's next at the end of that sequel they have little frosty babies how do you explain that to your kids Goddamn! <laughs> right frosty needs a woman <laughs> come like, on kids not only do you have to make me a kid make me a woman yeah, like like not only do you have to contend with how do you make where do kids come from where do frosty kids come from <laughs> Some all that white ass. snow is his, all that white snow is now his snow jizz. That's what it is. <laughs> oh. Hey, maybe that care is now being put down a little lower now. <laughs> I 
oh, got the corn cob pipe in the nose, like the, the button nose. But okay, he had a first off, first off, he never had a carrot. He had a button nose. Yes, mm-hmm. but now saying. we know. <laughs> now we know where the carrot went. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> we're going to the next one. The next one we're going to talk about is Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> oh my god, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. <laughs> Little Drummer Boy. Oh, well, before I say that, um, just let people know, Frosty Snowman was an animated one. As you can see, it was done in the way of Hanna-Barbera style or um, Chuck, or Chuck Jones style, whereas a lot of the ones we've seen are very stop motion. But this one was done in animation. The next one we're going to do is Little Drummer Boy. Little Drummer Boy is a stop, a stop motion um, television special. Uh, it was based, it came on first televised in Canada, say the least, on December 15th, 1968. So since Frosty was 1969, this is 1968, you know, the year before and stuff. And then after that, it came on to, <clears throat> it came on to um, uh, American television a few days later. So the plot of this is um, the young boy named Aaron um, Levine with his parents on a farm lived with three aunt with three um, farm animals, um, Samson, the donkey, Baba, the lamb, and Joshua, the um, camel. On his birthday, Aaron's parents gave him a drum as a gift in which that he, when he played the drum, magically made the animals dance and play around and want to play with them. One night, a bunch of bandits came into his house and stuff and basically wrecked it and destroyed their, and stole their livestock and destroyed their home. But only Aaron was escaped and was able to flee without his parents. So as an orphan, he hated humanity. And from there, he basically was drumming with his three animals on the desert, trying to keep himself away from all humanity. But unfortunately, they get they walk into uh, two two got two um, I want to say um, con artists, but um, Ben ha- Ben Hahim. And his caravan basically steals the kid, the um, Aaron, and also his um, animals, and brings them to Jerusalem, where he makes jo- he makes some Aaron dress up and play his drum. Why did they short? A lot of shenanigans happens here. I'm gonna let them talk more into it. But at the end, he basically drums to Jesus Christ. The voices for this one was Terry Ingalls, Jose Fier, Paul Free again, Joan Frey, and it was narrated by Greer Garrison. And the song, which was done with the Vienna Boys Choir. Mm. Thoughts? We're gonna go with we're gonna go with Jesse. I want to hear his thoughts first. <laughs> When they started to raid the house, I was like, wait, is this shit going to get dark? <laughs> <laughs> they show a big ass fucking knife. And then that's the last you ever see of the dad. Yeah. So they don't straight up say mom and dad were murdered, but you get to like put all of that together that like, you just see like Alibaba and the 40 thieves come in at night. There's this big ass knife. And that's the last you ever see of the dad. That was, oh, well, first of all, like Little Drummer Boy is absolutely my favorite Christmas song. 
it's it's always been my favorite because I like I remember my dad like talking to me about it when I was a little kid and like just being like because uh, like and then like the David Bowie being Crosby version of Little Drummer Boy favorite Christmas song of all time and man it kind of wrecked me this morning like I was not I was like 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 my pure Christmas heart was not ready to see like uh, this, this this boy's family like murdered all, all the livestock gone he's just left with like the three like with like the rejects, the ones that like couldn't get away or something or like weren't like good enough to be stolen. Um, but then he's got this magical drum, and yeah, he's like he's like kind of wandering through the desert, kind of like Mad Max, and um, but like not looking for gas. And then these other two fools, like you know, what was a, uh, when he's all smile and play the drums, like I can't smile, like I will pay this. Smile. <laughs> fucking joker smiled that kid smile on your face seriously that's fucking dark that's dark um then he's got the he's got the the guy's like no that lamb's dead like but just left him there yeah um it was it was hardcore um took me a couple hours to recover from this this morning Uh, (laughs) it's okay a lot uh, of weed will help with that yeah, I almost went to church. Um, I was lost. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. Um, but I, I, I can listen to the little drummer boy again, and you know, both of these just really make me glad I don't have kids. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That's my thoughts on it. I'm sure you guys are gonna say something that's gonna trigger some more stuff in me, and, I, and I'm not using the phrase trigger lightly, but. Um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at with the little drummer boy, <laughs> Marvin. <laughs> okay, so first off, I want to apologize, Jesse, in advance because I feel like I am going to wind up dr- <laughs> because especially with especially with how much you love that song. But fuck this movie so much. This was almost just as bad as Move On. <laughs> wow, it was almost as bad. This was like this was movie was some racist ass shit, right? What the fuck was with Ali looking at, like they gave him like the worst stereotypical Asian features, like with the eyebrows, the slanted eyes, and then his little juggling guy. Like they made him look incredibly handicapped mentally but it made him cross-eyed and then there was another unvoiced one like when they were doing their performances that was super chubby like everyone who doesn't come off as a good character they gave like the worst asian exaggerations oh my god hook noses oh my god it was awful well see and the thing too is um with um aaron too Mm -hmm. he looked quote unquote acceptable right up until they drew that smile and then that's when they made his eyes more narrow mm-hmm. and like certain features more pronounced so again absolutely fuck this movie for that god that was stupid why do you make people let's watch this Sharon oh my god <laughs> really you gonna go there okay <laughs> Auntie Vice yeah this oh, is I- like Go ahead, more? Oh, more? this was a traumatizing movie, and like and like Jesse said, this was like some gang shit right there. Like, <laughs> we're gonna burn the house down. The three animals like implied some serious, terrible things happened to mom, and some obviously we already know what happened to dad. But oh my god, fuck this movie! Fuck this movie! This was just as bad as Mulan. I take it back. Pull back. He pulled up the knife, and next thing, I threw it, and dad I'm like. Uh, uh. <laughs> 
Fuck this movie and everything it stands for. Fuck this movie and everything it stands for. Just like I would say, fuck this movie and everything you 2020 Mulan. Say <laughs> that with the song going by the back, pum 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 pum. Okay, okay. I recognize that that song is great and has a really great significance. In the same way, I also understand culturally the Mulan. Lo- m- folklore is really important to my culture but fuck hollywood for fucking <laughs> and perverting this shit like absolutely fuck them for perverting this shit so with, with these with, with these movies were, were were the songs already in existence or were the songs created after these movies like these what? are in existence yeah like the song yeah. was like way older like i think it was mm-hmm. like okay 50s 60s i think and then you know hollywood's got to make that green yeah, yeah. You know, we gotta find uh, a way to look, just make that money to like sell into that American dream and just fuck it up for everyone. The song came out in this December 19, 1958. Yeah. So okay. ten years before right. ten years before. So ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was actually known as Carol of of the Drum. That's the first yeah. name it was called. It was called Carol of the Drum. So yeah, this was there's actually check yeah check it's a check carol so czechoslovakian carol yeah carols of the drum even better so it's not even an american-made song and so not only do you shit on like i don't know a very specific region that jesus actually comes from Mm -hmm. but then you also appropriate a song oh that's even better i love it (laughs) (laughs) well they changed it you know they changed in there uh, i think the person the Composer was her name was Catherine Davis. She, uh, in 1941, she wrote this. She rewrote the song that was a it was a Czech classic, and then made it her own, and then called Little Drummer Boy. So, kind of, kind of the American way. Steal something else that someone else done, and then make it your way. Filled <laughs> with violence and racism. Device. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the show that Quentin Tarantino mainlined Ouch. as a child. Oh, for sure. Like oh. this is this is how you get the birth of Quentin Tarantino. Like, let's give you over-the-top violence with the side of racism. Um, and then we'll drive it home with a little more racism. And then we'll try to put a joke in there or something light to bring you out of it. Like this is this is what he was snorting as a 10-year-old, and that's how he became who he was. Uh, it was horrific. I mean, the racism is so... It, that you can't get away from it. It's in every scene, in every image throughout this. Um, they start with the, the mom and dad getting killed and the farm being burned to the ground, right? By the time Little Drummer Boy gets to Jerusalem, they got the Republic or the Roman and the chariot running over the lamb, lamb and yelling you to... That was in yeah. Oh yeah. Tried to tried to kill the lamb and left him laying in there in the middle of the road. Call him a ragamuffin. Um, <laughs> as he drove by him. <laughs> right. Every Arab in this is some type of scam artist or evil and violent. Like it's horrid. And then they fuck up the scripture on top of it, right? Because they keep talking Wait, to they did? Yeah, because like they imply that the reason all the peasants are coming in to and the shepherds Bethlehem. are coming into Jew to Bethlehem. Jerusalem or to Bethlehem. follow Huh? They're going to Bethlehem. Yeah, uh, to Bethlehem is because Jesus is being born. No, they were going there for a goddamn census count for tax purposes. <laughs> like, that's why the inns were filled. And then when they do the, the scripture about, you know, Mary bringing Jesus forth, you know, and then 
putting him in the swaddling claws, that's on supposed to be, you know, the birth of Christ. But it's this, at the same time that the sh- uh, the three wise men show up, which is the epiphany, which happens two weeks later. Like, they're just kind of fitting the scripture in to fit their, their story. <laughs> and, like... The three wise men are totally jackasses in the middle of the desert. They call um, them kings. <laughs> yeah, it's just there's so much. They they have a camel that basically broke down because he had so much stuff on his back, and they look to say, "Hey, they have a camel. Let's buy their camel." <laughs> right, and like notice they go... how all those wise men are very distinctively, distinctively Asian, Asian, and one black dude. Mm-hmm. Was it was he supposed to be black or was he supposed to be Indian? I'm. I was looked, trying to figure that, that looked one out. Black. That that one looked black. Like yeah. yeah, no. I mean, it was just so over the top of that, and like shit. Like, you know, the three kings are going through. So they, they they've overloaded this camel with too much gold and um, frankincense and myrrh. So they're like, leave that camel to die and buy off the other one and load them up. Like these are. It was horrible. It was horrible, horrible all the way through. Like I'm surprised they didn't buy the donkey. Well, and then <laughs> what? Jesus's first miracle is curing a lamb that was run over by a chariot. Like which I also would like to add, that thing would have been dead immediately. That <laughs> tiny little thing. Again, I'm only saying it now because that scene exists. If the scene didn't exist, I wouldn't have to bring this up. That thing got run over by a fucking chariot. That thing looks like it's a 14-pound dog. That thing would have died immediately from a chariot. Baba! Baba the lamb! Well, and this is the most grotesque claymation out of the three of them. Like, the the animal faces and stuff in this were upsetting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Tim Burton doesn't go that upsetting in some of his his more, you know, horror type of stuff. Like, come on! So you and we play this to children like no wonder my generation needs so much therapy like this is what we were mainlining as kids there's a or reason we're fucked up so or you didn't like the song to take therapy so you like the song um we ought to smile i don't want to smile what the hell is i can't i can't make the animals can't smile <laughs> fuck <laughs> That's just straight up. That's like emo level. Like Modest Mouse needs to cover that for a Christmas Carol. (laughs) Like you can see the cure covering that on their Christmas album, right? Pretty much. (laughs) The cure have the Christmas album. Wow. I want to see that Frosty Snowman song. Right. Frosty. The best of alternative Christmas. (laughs) Some new wave goth into my Christmas mix. You got Depeche Mode doing Carol of the Bells. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I... Out of this, yeah, this one went darker than the last two. I can give you that much. It, they, they really and keep in mind. Sam is coming to town had Nazis in it, so this went darker than that. But, yeah, but, that was saying but, something too. But this one had a death, right? <laughs> this one had two deaths and almost had a blam go too. <laughs> they brought in everything. They brought in the Romans that doing some dirt. They brought in the bandits doing some dirt. They they made sure you know they were all bad. It was just all bad. It was all bad. This boy has some trauma. Bad. Yeah, like, like who was approving the script? Right. You know? Like, well, like once they got away with the murdering the dad at the very beginning, yeah, I was like, yeah, there's no holds barred. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the animals dancing. Um, the drum boy playing the drum. And okay, so what cracked me up the most was the two con artists. The one, the big one, his name is Bim Habim. He was. 
he would he was just basically trying to get a, sh- a show started and he called out he said all taxpayers it's <laughs> like wait a minute <laughs> how do you know i pay taxes all taxpayers come come watch our show our guys I mean, what? Way, way to call out people for being poor and right? peasants like taxpayers it's like okay yeah way to call out that i'm a i'm a working class stiff. and you know he's paying and drink tickets and exposure oh yeah <laughs> And and how in the world did that get did his uh, little co-partner be able to hold a camel, a freaking donkey, and sit on a freaking lamb and hold them all together? <laughs> like I was like, the camel, if the camel's strong enough to hold weight, you would be dang sure that the camel can take him down. I, <laughs> I feel like the I feel like the wet bandits were based on these two characters. Oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Alibaba and stuff. <laughs> They did. They did feel a little Pinocchio-ish, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Pinocchio's con artists and the fox and the my friend is a cat, not a fox mm-hmm. and a cat. They did feel that way the whole thing. And then even his little moment of gold is like, I got gold, and he's like, Here's yours. <laughs> he says, He said, Take your gold. I don't want it. <laughs> I go. We got to go find Samson. So let him be. He'll die in the desert. It's like, okay. Yeah. That that was all his worth. That was his work. This, they studio, stole a this kid. studio is all kinds of fucked up. I'm just saying. This they studio. stole yeah. a kid, got there, got paid, sold it, sold his, sold his animal, got paid, and bounced. I think they're good. <laughs> like, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the fact that he did it in front of Jesus, even though he didn't want to, and oh, Jesus king- don't care. Jesus don't care. He don't care. <laughs> in this movie, he don't care. But he cured the lamb. He healed the lamb. I'm having a hard time, like, like, still believing. Like, this Jesus just sounds like, I'm going to do one thing, one thing just to get the idiots on my side. Then I do nothing for the rest of the time. Like, this Jesus sounds really bare minimum right now. (laughs) Phoning it in. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> so as you can see, we had our opinions on this on this movie also. As you can see, we have two movies that we based my opinions on. But now I think, as you can hear, why don't you put it in for the comments next time? But we are going to do Snap Judgment. Snap Judgment, where we basically rate the two movies that we have seen in snap increments. Three snaps. This is the greatest thing ever. It's Christmas gold. This is what jingle bells were jingling, jangling June every single time. Santa Claus would get two props, ho and ho and big ho. Two. (laughs) Two snaps. It's not that bad, but it's not that good. (laughs) One snap. This shit should go back in that place where his family died and get burned up and get destroyed. <laughs> but the darkness it went through because he hated humanity and called them out. I mean, how dark is that when you set the tone as this child hates humanity? Now we're going to follow him through the desert. Dude, like- straight up. This child was a war refugee child. Yes, he was. Asylum. This was like this clearly fit into a lot of that. This is like a many refugee. Yeah, this yeah, is... yeah. This was some like white savior bullshit. Like for fifty cents today, you too can save a child. <laughs> wow, like that was send a drum. 
Sally, you get like a little, you get a little drum pendant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For for fifty cents, you too can save a starving African child. Like that, this movie is that in a nutshell. Fuck this yeah. movie. You get, you get a little drum charm for your charm bracelet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's what that child was, and that's what that Jesus was. We do eat everything in quarter snack increments. So, so let me let me explain all the the motions. So as I count three, you'll throw up. You'll throw up your rating. This is uh, this is called a quarter snap. This is a half snap. I don't know what three quarters is. Three we, quarters. We don't. We, we don't have a three really quarters. Yet. No, I invented a quarter snap because some shit was so bad. It like wasn't awful, awful, but it was. We needed to go just a nudge above and <laughs> a half so it was too big. So so basically. So basically, Jesse, when you throw, if you like, want to throw a two and a half snaps, you got to throw two half snaps. You know, this would be a half, and this would be two. Uh, if you want to throw one and a quarter, one and a quarter. If you just want to throw zero, you can throw zero and not just put your hands over and go. I, I ain't giving nothing. Yeah, I refuse to give you anything. I ain't giving nothing. <laughs> That's zero snaps. So I think Jesse is frozen. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, got to come back in. Come back in. Yeah. Hi guys! Oh my god, this movie. Javon found this, the the follow up, the sequels to all of these, and I told him no. They ex- actually exist. I was kidding. Yes. I didn't realize there's they the, exist. there's a sequel to the Little Drummer Boy. I the sequel to the Drummer Boy, Frosty the Snowman, Santa coming to town, and also Rudolph. I- I'm going to watch um, Rudolph and Santa comes to town. I'm actually am and Frosty. But there's not enough weed in this world to, for me to sit through Little Drummer Boy, a sequel to Little Drummer Boy. That shit nope. was atrocious. Like, I can put up with Rudolph and Senna being a massive asshole. I can also put up with, like, blatant German racism in Senna Comes to Town. I can also put up with uh, Frosty putting in his snow dick into uh, Miss Frosty. But I'm not, I'm not sitting through <laughs> Little Drummer Boy. That was bad. That was horrible. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, go for your lead in and then we can do the, the judging. All right. Our first the first thing that we will grade, folks, will be Frosty the Snowman. I will count to three. Close your eyes and throw out your rating. One. Two. Three. Oh, okay. Sean's always high. Sean's yeah. <laughs> always high. I mean, he's not high right now, no, but he's but always high. Me and Aunt TV always are in sync. Yes. <laughs> I, millennial in him that uh, gives, gives that <laughs> just, just for showing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Two, one, one, and one. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Should we talk about it now or wait till we get finished with everything else? I just want to know why you gave this a two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need to talk like, right now. So, so like I said, this is not that. This is not that good, but it's not that bad. I mean, from all the wrestling ones we've seen in animation wise, this is actually not bad. I mean, I give it. I give it. I give a little extra bump because of the animation. I would have technically gave it a one and a half, but it was like okay. But yeah, it was downgrade. Just the carrot itself was hilarious. I mean, it's like wow. Using that word now, <laughs> like that child should have died. That child should have died a long time ago. <laughs> if they could have let her die, they would have. But no, she was tagging along enough to go. Yeah, well, I'm a Karen. Karen is definitely like how, as a name, 
didn't age well, not because of any <laughs> particular reason, but it's kind of like Dick, like kids being named Dick back in the day. Right. Mm. Not so but, well, not back in modern era. Karen's is not going to be a good name later on for my generation. And plus letting, letting uh, Frosty melt and Karen over there over his dead body, just crying her ass off. I was like, I can live with this. I can live with this. <laughs> I can live I could. <laughs> I mean, you. It, I think, I think it would have been. I think it would have been more interesting if they basically had moments where they're showing Frosty and then sh- you know doing a little stop, doing stop reflections, and Frosty's getting more and more. And Karen's like, "No, Frosty, no!" Instead, of, like that whole door open, and then you know he's on the ground, and Santa's like, "Oh, it's like too." Late. Okay, let's let's be real here, Karen. <laughs> with how her whole behavior has been through this whole movie, you know. She would have treated Frosty like that random ass stray dog she would have seen in public. She would have cared for it anytime she saw it. But then after she got home, I got other shit I want to do because her ass is super <laughs> ADD and she don't give a no fucks. If, if Frosty stayed alive, she would be like, okay, but Christmas is over and it's summer. It's summer. And she would want her to play and do other stuff. I need shit. space in the freezer. You know? Yeah, exactly. Go yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> I need space in the freezer. Frosty, how much do you need your left hand? Because um, this drink is getting warm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's dark. That's dark. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> do you want to stand on the punch bowl for me? I don't have to buy an ice sculpture then. <laughs> so how, oh, how, clean, how clean are your feet? Because I do first before you stand in that punch bowl <laughs> so so all y'all gave it once is it just you barely it's not scraped. good it's it's better than the other one that's just yeah the bar is so low on this <laughs> yeah that it I leaked mean, over the bar for a one re- remember remember the last rudolph and santa comes to town got a half each from us yeah. <laughs> actually that, that's true that, so that this true. this technically is See? Like you said, it's not good, it's not bad, but this one was better because <laughs> See, the snowman song was It was better. the cartoonish of it all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also because Santa wasn't a dick. No, it's not completely racist, so Sa- just Santa wasn't racist. Santa wasn't a dick, and he wasn't saying weirdly homosexual pedophile shit. Right? Like, sit on my lap, don't be scared, sit on my lap, give me a kiss on the lips, and, and you'll get the, a gift? Yeah, what that's the, the price for a gift? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's when Santa's coming to town, yeah. Yeah, that's... didn't try to sacrifice Rudolph. Yeah, good so, old um, Clarice. Is it? Why don't you just end it? Kill him. Yeah. So um, this one, like the pure fact that they didn't make Santa look like a complete and utter raging psychopath, that deserves a one. So was yeah, Hinkle more raging psychopath? No, oh, he was everybody just creepy. He was just creepy. Oh, Hinkle's a sociopath. <laughs> Well, I was started. I like. I almost started with Hanko. I started thinking a little bit about like, like if he had like the the Hatter disease. Like you know how like the Mad Hatter went crazy from smelling mm-hmm. the fumes of the hat. Like is that why he was so attached to the hat? Like he needed his fix. You know. Oh, you know it. He's working at toy factory all day. No concept of union labor laws. But he's a professor. So that means he's at the at the school. They actually, he actually works at the school. So he's okay. like, hey, I saw, I saw oh, yeah. a moneymaker. He's like, I'm going to make that magic go with me. <laughs> oh, you know the North Pole has no union labor laws. Yes, he's <laughs> right here. They're probably like in that factory, smelling fumes, 24 hours a day. They don't even probably they probably don't even have their own. They didn't even make it to the North Pole. 
<laughs> they jumped off. <laughs> All right, let's let's go into the next one. Little drummer boy, we are gonna rate that one. All right, everyone, close. <laughs> I see Jesse already shaking his head. Close your eyes. I'll count to three. One, two, three. <laughs> God, one and a half. A half. Is that a zero? Mm-hmm. That's a zero. You just, you just cross your arms. Just cross your arms. Nope. Nope. I refuse to score this one. This one I, was bad. I, I still really like the song. Um, can't take that from me. Uh, but that's, I don't know. And I don't. That's and really I, all I'm leaving with. No, and I agree with you. Like, mm-hmm. you, you can't take it from the song. I'm well, just like I've been joking around about Mulan. Like, that's been a running gag on this podcast where I'll always mention how much I hate Mulan. Uh-huh. I love like. I think you should love the song in the same way that I love like a part of my culture's history, but I hate it when like specific companies and like production companies just ruin that and turn it into something else. It shouldn't have been, you can love that. But at the same time, I think with this film, it was like, it really turned the song into such a perverted and disgusting thing. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. The song is great, but Oh my God, absolutely. Fuck this animation and fuck this show. Like, Oh, it was bad. <laughs> But I'm saying this is the first. I give it a one and a half because this is the first time you see someone die. <laughs> you see someone pull out the knife and there he go. And he's like, oh, oh. No, no. Sharon, do we need to talk? What? You're in, okay with someone dying? In hey. No, in, in uh, um, Rudolph, Yukon's Sam goes over the cliff and you oh, yeah. think his ass is dead. And they're like, well, that's sad. And then they go back to the workshop. but then remember he came back and they said right but they left him to die there with the yeti they were like peace he's dead i would also like to mention in rudolph they kind of alluded to the fact that hinkle was going to have some torture porn going on with his old boss he's like i'll tomorrow we're gonna set you up for a dentist appointment you know that dude's not gonna give any novocaine to his old boss when he <laughs> no, that, it's, that's not Hankel. that's that's herbie herbie the dissatisfied elf yep you you know herbie's gonna give him some like he's not gonna give his old boss any novocaine he's just gonna right. pull those teeth out <laughs> going back to this movie here it had, I'm saying, it had two crummy guys. Basically, out of the whole thing, the the um, German boy got the shaft. He got shafted hard. I mean, even if the fact that he did get to drum in front of the the newborn, the newborn. Oh no! What did he? I mean, he got his friend Baba back. What else did he get? Nothing. Actual racism throughout the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> Difficulty getting through airport security. Oh, good grief. Well, this is our show. Uh, Jesse, tell them about your tell them about your podcast coming. Your podcast is out and give them all your information. Yeah, so my podcast can be found on, on all the podcast streaming sites. Uh it's called Jesse Rivera Likes to Talk. And I, um, I kind of do two different things. Mostly I interview comics, artists, creative types, uh, mostly in the Sacramento area. But I also, every once in a while, get a wild hair. And I've got this ongoing theme of uh, top five podcasts. Uh, so last week we did uh, top five Christmas songs. And, um, and you, you may recognize some faces on that one. And uh, 
this week, uh, just a little while ago, I posted uh, top five Christmas movies. So that will be streaming uh, when this goes up. And uh, I have a, uh, I have a show, uh, I have an improv show that I produce at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. It's called Telenovela. We are back there, I believe, January 27th. And I've also got a show that I'm producing over at Stab Comedy, co-producing with Nicole Eichenberg. It's called uh, Dear Abby, WTF. Uh, and speaking of time outdated stuff, we read Dear Abby letters from the 60s and 70s and um, kind of riff on the advice that uh, Abby was giving out back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s as to how these women can be better wives. You know, it's just crazy stuff. Um, her words, not mine. And, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram. Do uh, you just find me by searching Jesse Rivera? And uh, it, it, was, it was a good time. I, I really enjoyed this. Thanks for having me. No problem. Good having you over, Marvin. Jesse. Yeah, you can find me on the gram at starvingmarvin09. Auntie Vice. I'm Auntie Vice on the most social media. You can find me at loveletterstoaunicorn.com and join me starting January 4th through Wicked Grounds for a deep dive into your sexual and kinky needs with 30 days of kinky self-discovery. Tickets available through Eventbrite. Nice. And you can find me and also this podcast at Zine. That is I-A-M- B-I-C-Z-I-N-E. Check out. We're going to thank you to Jesse for coming out and being on the show. We, and I've noticed that you said you're going to bring, you got a, a top five favorite um, um, Christmas movies. I know these ain't going to be on them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't make the cut. I'll they didn't make the cut. No, no, I want to keep boy. my audience. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, we're going to come back with another one, another new poetry one. We'll probably be, we'll probably have one more before the year ends because there's a new year coming. And then after that, then we'll see y'all in 2022. Yes. Once again, this is the real poetry. Thank you everyone for coming out and we'll see y'all. Have a Merry Christmas and we'll see y'all in the fresh era <laughs> in the motion. Peace. Happy holiday, y'all. Thanks a lot. <laughs>